Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Today we're jumping back into the conclusion of a great interview with our great friend Tom Donnan. And Tom has been sharing with us about aliens and advancement of AI and some of the worries about that that's being voiced as well as something that's called a quantum computer and now how they are making all these things appear to be working together. There's been discussion in the news about this possible alien technology that's using this stuff. I don't know about that. I do know that, you know, as Billy Graham once was asked uh, if you know, someone asked him about, do you believe that there might be aliens out there in space somewhere? And he said, I don't know, but if there is, Jesus is still their savior. Amen. Praise God. Anyway, let's jump back in the conclusion of this great interview with Tom Donna now as we're discussing aliens, AI, and quantum computers. I think this makes a good segue into uh, Glenn Beck's uh, conversation that he had back in April, right, <clears throat> that I just saw the other day. Yeah. Where his title of his video was, uh, I'm done warning people, yeah. right? And so uh, in the first minute of that that video, what he does is he talks about the elitists have taken over, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then he goes on to say for the next 45, 50 minutes, just what you were just uh, mentioning there. And that is, is that God will give people assignments, assignments that scare them. Yeah. Right? Amen. There you go. Amen. Yeah. It's going to scare them. And then they have to say, okay, yes, Lord, I'm going to move forward. And I see that happening on a mass scale. Now, just the other day, I had a dream where, um, no, this was before the dream. Let me back up a little bit. On yeah. Friday, we had a, a multi-denominational prayer group for a local town here where my church is. Right. And so I didn't even know that they did this. This was, I guess, like the sixth annual. And so I went up there and there was about 20 people that were there. And we were all given assignments to uh, pray in certain ways. And and I was with two uh, ladies. And our assignment was to go to the four spots that the town was incorporated in. Right. And pray in each corner. Now, we did that. And that was Friday. On Sunday, I, I felt a significant increase in the spiritual atmosphere of the church. Amen. Right. So then uh, I had a dream and the dream was, is that the, uh, to now have a multi-denominational worship service. Okay. So I've never done this before. So I went to my pastor and, and as I mentioned it to his pastor, my pastor, he's already involved in having a worship service for our church two weeks from now. Okay. So he's busy. So then I got a connection where a new door opened up to somebody who knows what's going on in the community. He's got his fingers. He has. He can connect to people. And I brought this idea to him. And now he is taking it to the next level. So the thing is, is that I got an assignment. And now I'm pursuing seeing it happen. And he is going to. God is going to be doing this to people all across the nation. Now let me bring in a, another point. And I think I've mentioned it in times past, but it's appropriate here. 
I was down on the island of Kit, and I was shocked how four years ago they were very, very spiritual. And just back in November, it was uh, it was total transformation. I had a hard time finding anybody that would have a spiritual conversation with me. And then comes along this man that's in um, one of those powered wheelchairs, and his wife are walking down the street. And I walked over, and they were from Texas, and started getting into a conversation. And ultimately, what it led to is is that we need God, right? So with mass salvations, when we have mass salvations take place, you talk about the Holy Spirit coming into us because we're a new creation, like you just uh, mentioned. You see, that's the goodness of God coming into us. Amen. And we need that on a massive scale. So if we have mass salvations in America, now we have that influence in us, helping us to be transformed into the likeness of Christ. But is it enough to turn things around at this stage, or are we converging on the rapture and the book Revelation? So I believe that that's the case. Now, I'm hoping, will it delay? Will it delay the inevitable, right? So I don't know. It's kind of like two passing scales, you know, where we want one to diminish and the other one to pick up. But then we're dealing with the elitist, and they got a secondary plan, and I'm sure they got other plans. No. Is to be able to do that. Now, I was watching again this morning where I can't remember who the person, oh, no, Carl Schwab, uh, talking about the development of chips that they want to put in your brain, right? So it's to the point where they know that the chip will be able to interpret your thoughts. Now, we saw what the FRMI, RMI, yeah, where if you saw a picture of a giraffe, it could interpret it to almost a 95% facsimile of a giraffe. So here you have the developing of the technology and they want to put this chip into the minds of all human beings. I mean, that's right there in the book of Revelation. We're coming, it's like getting here so fast. It's scary. Oh yeah. Yeah. Amen. And, and, you know, these chips and, and all that, you know, they have to have these high-speed computers to be able, you know, remember, this is just the introduction. They're just getting you to accept the idea, right? You know, if you remember way back, they, they did uh, in vitro fertilization, you know, the first baby, I think she was in England, uh, you know, she's like 60 years old now, probably 50 years old or whatever, but I, I can remember, you know, the first child that was developed in a test tube and then implanted into the womb you know and now that's commonplace yeah so once they have the first one they improve upon it improve upon it my grandmother god rest her soul uh she was the first person in the state of michigan to undergo open heart surgery back in 1962 or something like that yeah 62 or 63 first one you know and uh you know they told her at the time, without the surgery, you'll probably be dead in two or three years. With the surgery, you might live seven or eight. Well, she ended up living another 20 years, you know, so it was successful. But she was the first one in the state of Michigan. Now, you know, they got them lined up in the hallway. You know, the doctor's in there Piece all day long doing them. Yeah. Piece of cake now. Yeah. And, you know, so these things that we're talking about, about the chips and about the social scoring and about the elitists trying to control everything, you have to have 
huge computers that can process uh-huh. all this yeah. information so fast. Yeah. I think they call them quantum computers. How? And you shared a video with me that discussed how quantum computers will change everything in our lives. So how's yeah. this going to happen? Wow. Okay. So they're developing it like at breakneck speed to try to get it into um, development so that they can have one or more for each nation, each, each powering nation. So that they can, they say it would be like child's play. The computers that we have now that we're so accustomed to uh, will be like child's play compu- uh, compared to their computing power. And it has the ability to then monitor everything, right? Everything that's going on will not be even a problem for them to be able to do that. Now, we, we talked about how China had developed a satellite with quantum communications, right? And in that quantum communications, what happened is that if somebody tried to decode it or break the decipher, it changed. So it was unbreakable. So that's how fast it is. So they are developing those. And IBM, I think in their first video, IBM had two functioning uh, quantum computers, and now it has expanded quite a bit to where they're on the cusp of being able to have each nation or continent to have one of these supercomputers. They're pretty impressive looking. I don't have an idea of how they work. You know, it's just like having a TV or a laptop, you know, we're laymen. But uh, there are people that are smart enough to be able to do that. And it's already taking place. And that will have the computing power to be able to monitor every human being and every decision and every transaction that they take is not going to be a problem for this computer to do. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I mean, we have 24-7 monitoring right now. I mean, in Baltimore City. Uh, on the street corners, they have a flashing blue light, which means there's a camera there monitoring everything that they do oh. because of drug trafficking and all that. It's just, you know, it's supposed to be scaring the bad guys away because you want to stay away from the blue lights that are flashing because the cameras are there. But, you know, they do their stuff right out in the open. They don't care. Yeah. You know? Nothing happens to them. But, uh, you know, so there's no doubt it's already in place. We are being monitored 24-7. Oh, yeah. Someone monitoring yeah. us right now. I mean, oh, they, yeah. may be, they may not be sitting at their computer monitoring the feed, but they know we're here. And I have no doubt that their computer is telling us, they're telling them what we're talking about, you know. Oh. I mean, well, I, po- I post videos on YouTube and, and you know, we talking about the LGBTQ alphabet soup and how terrible it is and anti-God and all that. Uh, so I have no doubt this video will probably be flagged at some point in time because they know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here's it. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, right, did so- you see the video about Alexa? <laughs> about Alexa listening to the conversations. I, I mean, I have an Alexa thing over here right now. Alexa, what time is it? And she'll try to tell me. 11.57 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> so they're, they're listening to everything yeah. we're saying. But you're saying yes. that in this video, they said, that, that this will be notifying authorities to shut this person down from accessing their internet. Oh, that is so un- incredible. All right. So here is the, the storyline is that there was a Amazon delivery guy that was at the house and he pressed the doorbell and the doorbell was a smart door- doorbell by Amazon. And it said, I think, excuse me, how can I help you? But the man had headsets on and he had misinterpreted it as some kind of racial slur. Right. So he got back into his truck. He called the office and he explained to them what had just happened. And then because this was a smart home, what happened was they turned off all of his Apple devices and not Apple, but Amazon devices. 
right? So which means that it didn't work on his front door, it didn't work on the doorbell, didn't work on his computer, didn't work on Alexa, right? And, and he's trying to figure out, well, what in the world happened? And it took him a week. It took him a week. And he said, listen, it's recorded. Here's the recording. And nothing transpired here. But the thing was, is that here you have a customer that is being provided a service, but the service provider has decided that they've done something wrong. And even though they are paying for this service, that they cut the, the, the person off from having it provided. This is a perfect example. Perfect example. And it was they were totally in the wrong. I don't know how it's going to transpire, but this is the this is the wave of the future. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to take it one step further back to the uh, LGBTQ alphabet stuff, the Supreme Court ruled in favor that the cake shop owner did not have to cook or bake a gay cake for a wedding, uh, you know, wedding cake for a gay couple. Yes. And people are saying, that's not right. You know, I mean, you know, and she said, you could have gone to any other bakery that would have no problem. But why yeah. here? Yeah, you know, the, yeah. I mean, the businesses yeah. have a right to choose who they're coming. I mean, you go down to the beach, we go down to the beach, it says no shoes, no shirt, no service. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I don't believe in shoes. You know, I'm going to sue you. You know, and that yeah. wouldn't go very far. They said, no. You know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Our choice. You know, you go to somebody else. Why doesn't that apply to bakeries and stuff like that? And that, yeah. that's whatever it says. It says, well, that's not the point. Well, what's yeah. the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, instead of being, you know, this is my business and I'll run it the way I want. Once again, the elitists are saying, no, you can't run it the way you want. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Now, I had a very similar conversation just two days ago on this subject. And then what it comes down to is, is that we want to have people have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Right? And so um, when it comes down to it, how did I get into this? Because the conversation is, is that uh, I was asking God about people in sin and offenses. Right. So I, I heard an audible voice in the middle of the night, scared the living daylights out of me. And it was Jude. One six. Well, there's only one book. So, you know, so uh, I had to get up. I got up in the middle of the night and went over and I, and I looked at it and I read it. And technically what it was talking about is, is that one third of the angels fell. Now, why did they fall? Because they had been deceived one and they had decided that they didn't like the way that God had made them. Okay. So this comes into the fear of God here because technically God is creator and he can do whatever he wants to do. So we come back to this thing about heaven is God's home, right? And so how is it, it's really hard to have that relationship with God when you are offending him. This is the thing. It's yeah, just yeah. all sin, you know, and all sin, but somewhat, sometimes people, uh, there was this conversation that was on a YouTube. I was watching, it was a street, pe pre pre uh, excuse me, preacher, and this guy was like mad at him for saying that people that weren't born again were going to hell, right? He was furious. And he said, well, if there's a tornado coming and the alarm goes off, you want to know, don't you? And, <laughs> and so he's trying to tell them, listen, I'm warning, I'm warning you. This is the way that it is set up. If you don't have that righteousness of Jesus Christ in your life, you're going the other way when you die, right? And so he's, he's trying to convey to this man, I'm warning you, this is what we, we're trying to do on a broad brush, even though we're yeah, focusing on, on one issue, 
as a broader issue to all of humanity. But then it becomes the deeper the sin, the harder it is to get people to move in God's direction. And then it becomes, you know, almost impossible. But the thing is, is that our job is to let people know that if you want heaven, this is what God says. And it's in the book. A lot of people don't like reading the book. Yep. Amen. You know, it's like, uh, you know, like you mentioned the alarm going off. Imagine you're in a building and the alarm goes, fire alarm goes off. Uh, This must be a drill. I'm not going to deal with it. You know, next thing you know, flames licking at the office door and you are trapped because you can't get out. Yeah. I mean, you made your decision. Yeah. And now that's the consequences and there's no, no rescue coming. There's no, you know, uh, let me, you know, just hunker down away. It's too late. You're done. Yeah. Your, your, your goose is cooked. Mm. Right. And the same thing spiritually. You know, I mean, you know, I've witnessed some people and and told me, oh, well, that's like you said, that's the way it is. Well, if that's the way God is, I don't want nothing to do with them. Well, that's, that's that is bad. That's uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. God will give you well, your just your, your choice on that matter. You know, because of the fact that I have experienced both sides of the spiritual realm and both entities in the spiritual realm, I know the difference between the the heavenly side and the demonic side. So it's like we are in a neutral gender, not gender, neutral um, uh, place between love and hate. Okay, but it's it's tremendously bigger in the spiritual realm. First, when you enter the spiritual realm, there's nothing but truth. There's no hiding it. You just know what the truth is after that. Right. But on the other side, oh, when you experience heaven, it is euphoric. Right. And then with what happens with the demonic, it is horrific to ex- to a scale of one to a thousand where we have one to a hundred here but that we can experience. It's like one to a thousand or, or even more. It's, but that's the problem. People don't experience that to know what is coming to try to warn them to say, hey, listen, OK, you want the good stuff. This is, you got to go with the plan because God says this is the way it is because he's creator and people don't like to do that. comes back to this rebellious nation thing. We got a lot of rebellious people going on and we're just trying to say, uh, we want you to in heaven because I I came to this understanding, you know, once we get there, nothing here, is going to matter anymore. You know, whatever happens here, it's, it's just gone and we're just enjoying heaven. no. And so, but at the other the other side of the spectrum is, is that you got people who are being in constant torment. And that's what we don't want to see. This is why we do what we do. Amen. 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 And, you know, it all go, you know, this is the day and time on which we live. This is the day and time which Jesus said all these things will be happening yeah. in the day and time before yeah. my return. Yeah. Uh, and. You know, we, we always wondered, you know, about the mark of the beast. What's the, you know, what could it be? Uh, I think one time they said Procter and Gamble is the. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Their symbol or something was 666 or something. You know, and it's, you know, it just goes on. But there's no doubt that the devil is going to be using this artificial intelligence against yeah. society to yeah. a major degree. I mean, especially with the elitist. Already, so I mean, I, I interviewed a guy. I can't remember his name right now. Lord, anyway, he did. This is a back in he. This is like twenty years ago. He made this video. They sold their soul for rock and roll, 
and all these artists, you know, uh, on interviews, they're being interviewed on like, you know, 2020 and all this other stuff, right? On the news programs. And they make some comment about, you know, they sold their soul to the devil. I know I sold my soul to the devil, but, you know, this is the fame and fortune I got. And every one of them had tragic deaths. Oh. Every one of them, you know, Whitney Houston, all of them, right? And, uh, oh. you know, so once he's done with you, he's done with you. And you are done. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But artificial intelligence raises that bar to the next level because we, yeah. we all know, you know, you can't buy or sell without his permission, you know, yeah. thing, right? Monitoring. How are they going to do that? Well, now, you know, yeah. even the United States says, you know, we need to implement our own cryptocurrency here yeah, and eliminate those paper dollar bills. Yeah. Everything will be done by, which means, you know, if I go out and I'm, I do something for you and you give me a hundred bucks to help it out. And I just throw it in this envelope here and use, that's my, you know, nobody knows about that money, you know, Mm -hmm. type thing. And, you know, now I can go down to the store, buy groceries, go get tires for the car, whatever. Right. But if they eliminate those dollars and everything has to be done with the cryptocurrency, the government can say, Oh, we don't like what you said on your YouTube channel. Just like that Alexa thing, we're shutting you down. Yeah, you can't buy or sell now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this quantum computer stuff, folks, that we've been talking about, this is huge. I mean, it is huge. huge you know, and there's no doubt we are at that stage in society to a, a degree. I mean, yes, AI brings mm. a lot of benefits to the human race. I mean, I just seen a news report a couple of days ago about AI mapping the DNA sequences that allowed a new medication. To go to trial faster than ever before. That's I mean, awesome. You see that report. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. All right. So when you get with the AI, you know, we were um, sent you that link about. Uh, you know, I can't pronounce his name. You know, he's a scientist. <laughs> you know, Makio, and um, he's talking about the quantum computers being the hardware and the AI being the software. And yeah, you, there you, go. Mar- yeah. you marry them together, and then they have this extraordinary power to be able. To monitor, compute, um, do the good for science, do the good for humanity uh, at breakneck speed. You know, it's absolutely amazing. Now, we did have a conversation about the AI where it had been taught the five disciplines or more than five disciplines of of, um, education and uh, um, how would you say, like bringing uh, engineering and uh, manufacturing and uh, um, medications and stuff like that. It's all in their own code, so to speak. And uh, the AI had blended it together in one common language, right? And so they thought that that was pretty good. But then six months later, it had decided it wasn't going to do it in English anymore. It just decided it was going to do it in Portuguese. So it had changed its mind, you know, on how it was going to do that. Now, that is not a, that's not, how would you call that, um, a program or the way that it was written. It had changed the, the outcome on its own. Which is a little scary. That's why the the the, the, uh, the AI dilemma was a really good um, video. All right. So, but now this this scientist takes it into a different uh, twist, right? And the different twist is is that he thinks that alien life already has mastered quantum computing and mastered artificial intelligence because they can then traverse the wormholes that need that speed to be able to keep up with the calculations and the speeds of going through the wormholes, 
so that alien life can now intersect with humanity because we're on the verge of those developments. Yeah. Now, yeah. now that's a mouthful. Yeah. Is that? Amen. I didn't see that coming. Did you? Yeah. No. And, and, you know, we were talking about some TV shows and stuff that are on right now that are almost matching what you just said. <laughs> Put it like that. I mean, yeah. and, and now they say, well, it's a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. But understand folks, all of these things are happening simultaneously. We, 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 we've, Tom and I have coined the term convergence. They're all converging. Everything we talk about is converging, right? Yeah. The great convergence, you know, and it's reshaping the fabric of society. It is. Could all this be a race? Remember, I I don't know if you remember, I remember the space race, you know, back Mm -hmm. in the 60s, you know, and it was a race between the U.S. and Soviet Union. You know, it was so intense that as Apollo 11 was going to the moon, the Russians sent is like an unmanned thing to scoop up some dirt and bring it back. You know, and they end up crashing on the dark side of the moon. But I mean, the, you know, just so they could say, well, we, we brought back the dirt first. <laughs> That's all they oh, wanted to do. Okay. You know? But yeah. you know, it was, it was the space race is what one created these computers, right? Okay. Because the computer that, sent Apollo 11 to the moon, their computer room was a computer room. (laughs) And and the computer I have sitting at my desk is more powerful than the one they had in their room. Put it like that, you know, because of the miniaturizations and stuff going on. Yeah. The the computer system for Apollo 11 was a whole part of the ship, you know, the command module and then the service modules behind them. And when they got to the space shuttles, there's three computers about suitcase size. One of those computers was more powerful than the service module on Apollo 11. And the space shell had three of them to, as backups yeah. and stuff. And now yeah. your cell phone has more power <laughs> yeah. than one of the computers <laughs> yeah. that was in the sh- space shuttle. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's it's just amazing the the race that is going on for this so could all of everything we've been talking about with these quantum could that start like the next race for quantum computer dominance well all right so i i had a thought come into my mind and one of the reasons that we bring all this out is because we are so used to that technology and gaining leaps and bounds in technology right so you have people that are like 50 and young uh, no 40 and younger that's all they know right but we know a big difference. I mean, 50, 60, 70 years ago, it was tremendously different with technology. You know, and I have mentioned that uh, I was nine by the time I got a, we got our first TV, right? And it only had three stations. That's so it. That's that was right. just 60 years ago. Yeah. And so we have come that far, which comes to Daniel 12. I think it's first four, I think. And it, where it talks about knowledge will increase. Well, we are so used to knowledge increasing, we don't even give it any thought anymore. And this is what we try to do is to shake people to say, hey, listen, this is a huge sign that we are in the end of the days. Mm-hmm. No, And so, but let's jump into that last uh, thought. And that would be about that huge fireball. Did you see that video? That huge oh, fireball yeah. Yeah. in Nevada? Yep. Yeah. Amen. That was pretty fascinating. It was on a police um, body cam or maybe uh, it was a dash, dash cam. cam. Dash cam. Yeah. Yeah. It was bright, you know, and it was really moving fast. So then uh, the next thing was is that they got a 911 call. 
you know, I would have hated to have been the person to make that call, wouldn't you? You know? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, I got some aliens in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they have a right to be here. Governor says nothing we can do. No, 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 no. Not the illegal aliens. I'm talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about aliens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were beside themselves because they were scared out of their minds, right? And they wanted somebody to come and validate it. Uh, so the police were sent out and they started questioning it because they themselves saw the fireball. Yep. And then they're trying to make the connections. Of, okay, is this real? But this is just another step moving us closer to some kind of inter interconnections of this alien, uh, super, you know, what's a extraterrestrial life coming to Earth because now we're on the cusp. But what was it? Yep. What is it in the next generation? You know, uh, a movie what they have is that they reach out to people when they have warp technology, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is kind of like, well, they're reaching out because you have quantum computing and AI technology, mm -hmm. right? There's kind yeah. of like a connection yeah. there. And yeah. so I can see where that's moving that the direction. Of Pastor John Kilpatrick has a great video on it called What If? That was about a year ago that he had put in it. And he says, okay, watch out. This is what's coming. You're going to be deceived in this area. And it comes back to um, critical thinking. You know, mm -hmm. critical yeah. thinking is dropped off the map. You know, oh, yeah. Where, yeah. where did it go? I mean, imagine I mean, as, as rapidly as this stuff is evolving right now. Imagine if, I mean, I think they've already proven that we, we were talking about this prior to the recording. They're like right at the cusp of saying we've proven that aliens exist type thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. when that point happens, the aliens don't have to hide anymore. Right? Ah. And because of their advanced technology, we'll just put that out there. <laughs> they could say, we created your race many millennia ago. Yeah, I know. We are your gods. Yeah. And, if you say no, that's not going to happen. Okay, who's the next president? You're you're the vice president. You're now president. Okay, we yeah. are your guy. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. just just take that one step over the horizon a little bit. You know. Yeah. And what are we going to do? We don't have the ability to fight someone that can travel. You know, through space and time and all that other stuff. You know, but you know. Is that, you know, I, I firmly believe, you know, someone once asked uh, Billy Graham about space aliens. He said, do you believe that there's life on other planets? He said, I don't know, but there is. Jesus is still their savior. Uh, <laughs> you know? so nice response. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, you know, he's like, I don't know, but if there is, Jesus is still their savior because God created everything, including them, you know? Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, it's, it's a, we are at a unique tipping point in society, you know? And it's not a question of when the tipping will happen. Yeah. Not if, but when. Put it like that. And where, where quantum computers and AI join forces, will they turn against their human creators and then embrace this alien technology? And Yeah. You know, I mean, like you said, the switchboards lit up about that ball of light. And, yeah. and then the phone call came in. I mean, how would you... Like you said, how would you like yeah. to be, you know, uh, yeah, we got a call for some, uh, 
space aliens in a backyard go check it out like yeah okay yeah. are you pulling I, 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 if it was me i'd be like stand by what yeah. <laughs> on my phone like what are you pulling my leg you know yeah yeah but they but the the family they were still petrified we, even with the police yeah. officer there they were like yeah. yeah we don't know what to do but what got me is i think it was on the video they said why didn't anybody anybody that everybody videotapes everything with their smartphones why yeah. don't they videotape the aliens with their smartphone i know there's <laughs> if there's four people in that family there's at least four smartphones there yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, that would that would have done it. Like here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think they were so stunned that they they just were living in the second, the moment, trying to realize, okay, what's going to happen? Is this going to turn bad? Right? Oh, yeah. Is this going to turn bad for us? Yeah. I mean, think if somebody broke into your house. You know, two thirty in the morning, we'll say, broke into your house. Are you going to take the time to get your phone out and video record them? You know. Yeah, no. You know, you're going to barricade yourself or whatever you need to do, taking care of the safety issue first. You know, you're not going to say, oh, God, you know, who are you? Hold on a second. Who are you? Can you tell me who you are? Yeah, no, you're you're running in the opposite direction, forgetting all about the cell phone right now. You know, yeah, stuff like that. So, you know, but yeah, I remember somebody and they say, well, what with a, there had to be at least one smartphone in the house. You know, let alone oh, sure. you know, four. But you know, yeah, nobody nobody bothered to pick one up and videotape it though. But you know, yes. even the officers are like, you know, hey, these guys, they're truly petrified. There's there's something going on here. But mm-hmm. man, Tom, this has been so fascinating. We're way over on time. Praise God. If someone wanted to reach out to you, ask a question, maybe do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? They can contact me through my email, and it is healing the nation one seven seven six at gmail.com. Amen. Folks, as we wrap up our discussion with Tom Donaday, I want to emphasize we're not doing this to instill fear, but hope. Hope in Jesus. Hope in the word. Hope that, as Tom said, unbelievers do not have, and they don't have to remain that way unless they become a believer in Jesus. Then everything changes, and all that he's accomplished for us will then belong to them as well. If that's you today, if you have a desire to have that type of hope, Tom, can you lead that person in a prayer and help them receive this hope through Christ Jesus? Oh, what an honor. Thank you. So please pray with me. Dear Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus, and the work that he did on the cross. By shedding his blood, he paid the price for all of humanity's sins. I tell you, Father, I am a sinner. I am sorry for the pain that my sins have caused you. I now invite Jesus to come into my heart and my life, and I want to live for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Appreciate that. Folks, if you prayed that prayer, drop down the show notes. Reach out to Tom. Email me too, brotherbob at ftfm.org. But reach out to Tom. His links are right there. because I know he'd love to hear your testimony, and so would I. Tom, I appreciate you taking the time today to come back on and join us, and I look forward to the next interview as well. Thank you, Pastor Bob. We always have a good conversation. Amen. Amen. And you got six books that you're offering for free, correct? Yes. Thanks for bringing that up. They are on zoehealingcenter.com. And there, there is a a more tab. And there are other books that are there for free. I know everybody that's an author there and they are spiritually supercharged. Amen. Amen. 
So, folks, I'll put all the links down below in the show notes. Till then, till next time, it's Pastor Bob along with Tom Don and myself, letting you to be blessed in all that you do and read your Bible. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.